Hello, my friends. Well, I had something else planned for the podcast this week, but today I am feeling the pull to kind of do something different. So many people are suffering right now, and I have friends and family suffering, and maybe you do too. I have friends who are losing loved ones. And then just yesterday, I'm sure you know by now that there was a shooting at a private school, Covenant School in Nashville. And there are several of my friends that I've known for a really long time whose children um, were in those classrooms and in that school. And of course, friends of friends um, that are related to the incident. And it's just truly heartbreaking all around. And I know that um, the whole Nashville community is feeling this and, and the echoes of this horrific act are just Um, reaching all the corners of the world right now. Like you, I have been grieving for the families who lost their precious nine-year-olds and for the school administrators who were killed and who were dear to so many people in the community and so many people that I know personally. I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a while because it's so easy for us to feel helpless and paralyzed in times like these. It often feels like there's nothing that we can really do to change or help things. In this episode, I just want to speak into our hearts and feelings that many of us are experiencing as we walk through suffering in our midst and even walk through suffering personally. So my hope today with this podcast episode, um, this is not a normal style of episode that I do, but I just wanted to um, create a space of peace and comfort and however God would use my words today just to speak to whoever's listening to this that it would bring comfort and will bring comfort to me to to speak these words out loud. So that's the place I'm coming from and I hope that it meets you where you need to be met today. I'm just a person like you, a person with friends and family who I love and who I want to love well. So I'll link in the show notes to a couple different um, counseling authorities that I trust and that can bring a professional perspective to this. But for today, I'm just going to share kind of what's on my heart and what I've learned as I've walked through suffering with friends, um, with family, and um, just what I've learned in all of the tragedies that have been bombarding our world. This whole podcast is The Kindred Life, and The Kindred Life always brings us back to connection. And I truly, truly believe that connection is the place where we will find healing, we'll find comfort. I believe that God designed our lives to live in a place of connection. We are not meant to do life alone. So I'm just going to share a couple ways um, that we can find that connection um, and we can live in a way that is connected even in times of suffering and hardship. The first one is that we keep fighting for goodness and beauty and light. I truly believe that true life and light only comes from Jesus Christ. He is our only hope in a broken world. He is our only hope that this will all be redeemed one day and that we can even see glimpses of that in the here and now. There is purpose to our time together here on earth, and I believe the kingdom of God is here on earth now. And we have a responsibility to cultivate that. And part of that is fighting against the darkness. And I can't help but um, see how that plays out in personal relationships and um, times of suffering. It's so easy 
to give into the darkness. It's so easy because the lies and the darkness can often sound a lot louder than the truth. And if we have a lot of distractions and noise in our lives, it's hard to hear that whisper of truth. And so we need to fight against that. And it's an active fight. If it's anything that I've seen in my adult life is that it is a battle that we're fighting every single day and we cannot give up that fight. Whether it's how we raise our children or how we spend our time or the relationships that we have in our lives. So I was even thinking of the Covenant School, this precious, precious community that one of the descriptions of what the school is about, their vision and mission on their website is that they are celebrating childhood. And y'all, that just brought me to tears just thinking about what a beautiful community they've built there for children and how it was so blatantly attacked. And I truly believe that childhood innocence is being attacked in many, many ways right now. And we cannot give up the fight against that. The second thing is we let our hearts break open. I am not comfortable with this, you guys. I hate feeling sad and I do not like feeling down or anything like that. I always want to move on to the positive and I always want to move on to the hopeful. And we are people of hope, but there are times for letting ourselves feel all the feelings. When you hear of stories of people suffering, you just let your heart break. I think this is a way that we can love people that we don't even know. We can stop and let our hearts feel. It's honoring to them to stop our lives and let ourselves feel sad for them, um, even if we'll never see them face to face. And this helps us to stay soft. So part of letting our hearts break open is letting them stay soft and not be hardened by the world because we will be taken down so fast if we let the world harden us. But if we stay soft and we allow ourselves to feel those feelings, um, I honestly believe that's the best place we can be in, even though it is so hard that we'll never lose that way because that's how we were created to be. And that is the place where we can be met with comfort. That's the place where in our vulnerability is how our relationships can become stronger and how we can receive um, God helping us and God loving us through, often through the hands and feet and voices of other people. The third thing I wanted to share is just believing in healing. So this world is broken, you guys. There is no doubt about it. But if we keep believing that there will be redemption, there will be healing, that is our greatest hope. And so we have to believe for every person suffering, for ourselves and for others, that God can and will heal and bind up those places that are broken. So I will keep believing in that healing um, if you're suffering today, I believe that for you. And the fourth thing I wanted to share is that we do not need to waste our own lives before us. We do not waste the moments that we do have with our children by being distracted. We do not waste the gorgeous days that we have outside in the sun. We do not fritter away our days with grumbling and complaining when there is someone who would give anything to live the life that we are living today. Now, that is not to downplay anyone's suffering because we are all going to have moments where we're the one that needs to be lifted up and we're the one that needs to be encouraged. Um, I'm kind of coming at this from the perspective of when you are in a place of support and encouraging someone else, no matter what. There is always some light breaking through. So let's not waste the lives that we do have before us. For the moms and dads that are missing their children tonight, I will not waste what I have before me. And I will not waste the moments that I have with my children. And I will honor them in that way. And finally, 
we look for tangible ways to help. There's always, always, always something tangible we can do. And maybe that means just bringing a meal. Maybe that means texting someone and letting them know that you are there to listen and that you see the struggle that they're going through. We have to look for ways to walk out our love for people in ways that are tangible. Maybe that's just sitting on front steps and listening to their story. Uh, Maybe that's sending a card or a little gift in the mail. Maybe that's delivering food to their front door or sending a gift card. We have been given the ability to be the hands and feet of Jesus on this earth. So what do we do when we are lamenting for ourselves and for other people? We do the things that make us human, the things that draw us together. We bake bread. We get our hands dirty. We cook nourishing food for people. We look people in the eye at the grocery store. We use our voices to call for change because it does matter and because we can. We get out in the sunshine and let it wash over us. We walk barefoot and feel the sensation of our feet on the earth. We pray out loud and we speak the full names of the people we are praying for. We look at their photos even though it hurts. We put down our phones, we stop scrolling news feeds, and look our own children in the eye. We read them stories out loud and we tuck them in at bedtime. We color and paint and pick flowers and take care of our gardens. We live our own lives well. Okay, friends, for the rest of this episode, I'd love to just read a few excerpts from different writings of others. That's one of the most comforting things to me when I'm in a place of hurting and pain is just to read um, encouraging words. And so I'm going to read an excerpt from A Prayer for Gun Violence in School. It's from To Light Their Way by Kayla Craig. How has it gotten this dangerous to be a child in a desk in a classroom? We grieve for innocence lost by way of violence. Lord, hear our prayer. We ache for teachers who must prepare for the unthinkable. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for every mother and father who is forever changed by the unimaginable, the death of a child at the hands of gun violence. Our job as parents is to keep our children safe. How do we do so? Give us eyes to see. Give us new vocabularies and courageous hearts to champion our children. Lord, heal our collective wounds. Lord, heal our individual hearts that crack into pieces every time our kids step onto the school bus. Lord, may we see in your upside down kingdom. Give us the courage and boldness to plead the case of our children. Deliver us from the evil one and may our action for a more peaceable world for our children be a prayer of its own. Lord, hear our prayer. This next excerpt is from Liturgy for Embracing Both Joy and Sorrow from the book Every Moment Holy. Let us neither ignore our pain pretending all is okay when it isn't, nor coddle and magnify our pain so that we may dull our capacity to experience all that remains good in this life. For joy that denies sorrow is neither hard won, nor true, nor eternal. It is not real joy at all. 
and sorrow that refuses to make space for the return of joy and hope in the end becomes nothing more than a temple for the worship of our own woundedness. So give us strength, O God, to feel this grief deeply, never to hide our hearts from it. And give us also hope enough to remain open to surprising encounters with joy, as one on a woodland path might stumble suddenly into dapplings of golden light. Amidst the pain that lades these days, give us courage, O Lord, courage to live them fully, to love and to allow ourselves to be loved, to remember, grieve, and honor what was, to live with thanksgiving in what is, and to invest in the hope of what will be. The next excerpt is from the book Let There Be Art by my friend and author and poet Rachel Marie Kong. And this is from her chapter called Let There Be Tears. It is then and there in these moments and places and churches and homes and classrooms and seasons that you must unearth and unleash the kind of courageous creativity that will not only seep out your story, but save your soul. And you will cry and confess the certain kind of hardship you have endured. And your tears will water the ground that has been broken. And the seed of your strength will someday emerge. It will grow and flower with hope, the kind of longing that looks toward the future. You will bend and you will break, but you will not bow to the push of darkness, to the swell of hopelessness. Let there be tears. Yes, but let there also be tenacity. Let there be truth sang by tenors, lyrics with love, and choruses of courage. Let there be an awakening of the dawn, the grand opening of the sky, so bright with the light of life, so luminescent, that it paints over the gloom, paints a new story, a new ending. If not for the here and now, then hallelujah for someday. And lastly, I want to read you an excerpt from Psalm 84. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are your ways, who trudging through the pains of misery, find in them an unexpected spring, a well from deep below the barren ground, and the pools are filled with water. They become springs of healing for others, reservoirs of compassion for those who are bruised. Strengthened themselves, they lend courage to others, and God will be there at the end of their journey. The word encourage actually means to lend courage. And that's because sometimes we don't have courage and we don't have bravery and we're broken and we we don't have the strength in and of ourselves to walk through something hard. And that's where we can come and surround someone and, and help them in tangible ways, whether that be a meal or just a listening ear, just um, a sounding board to know that someone has heard their story. Um, I think that is so very important that we can be these springs of healing for others and reservoirs of compassion for those who are bruised. 
Okay, I'm going to close with an excerpt from The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. It is, it's actually from the Young Readers Edition. I've been reading this with my daughters in our homeschool. The Hiding Place is a biographical account of Corey Ten Boom's experience in the Holocaust as a Christian who hid Jews in Holland. And if you've never read it, it is an absolute must, life-changing book. Um, but I read this passage in The Hiding Place the other day. Love is the strongest force in the world, and when it is blocked, it means pain. There are two things we can do when this happens. We can kill the love so it stops hurting. Then, of course, part of us dies too. Or we can ask God to open up another route for that love to travel. Keep our hearts soft and let our hearts break. If you are feeling heaviness or struggle or pain today, I hope this episode helps you to feel less alone. If you are hurting and grieving today, may you be so comforted. May God open up new routes for love to travel to you in the very ways that you need it. I'm sending so much love and peace to you today, friends, wherever you are. I'll see you next time. so much for listening to this episode of the Kindred Life Podcast. I want you to know that your kindred life is worth it, and I'm cheering you on. If you love this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review so other people can find this podcast. You can always find me online at christinemariebailey.com, where you can also join my email community, The Kindred Letter, so you don't miss a thing. You'll also get several freebies for signing up for my email list, including the first chapter of my audiobook and some fun free guides. You can also follow along on Instagram at Organic Bean and at The Kindred Farm. See you next time.